Well, hey there, small villains, and welcome to another episode of Somebody Save Us. This is a Smallville retrospective podcast where me and my lovely co-host, Paul. That's me. We watch Smallville, and then we talk about Smallville. Sometimes we have important things to say about Smallville, but most of the time it's just bullshit about Smallville. (laughs) It's it's mostly just us doing like something other people have done before but with more swearing exactly and better jokes sometimes sometimes and sometimes <laughs> really bad jokes yeah yeah they're mostly really mm-hmm. bad let's be honest but sometimes we'll throw a zipper in there once in a while and it's worth oh, it for the God. zipper <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know it's worth You're it just for waiting, the zipper. waiting for that moment in this episode <laughs> all right well speaking of which let's uh let's let's just get right into it because um as we were kind of discussing right before we hit the record button, um, yeah, not not the greatest of episodes after we come off of this amazing uh, episode beforehand. Yeah, I like really like uh, I, for me especially like uh, and um, I was watching this with Kate and we Im- immediately she pointed out like, wow, the writing in this one is really fucking clunky like, yeah. right away. Yeah, there's that scene where Chloe comes up to talk to the boys uh, in the science lab about their uh, their little citrus project, and then <laughs> asks if they're going to call it a clockwork orange. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, like, but that you know, oh man, like it's it's just it's like a marked decrease in quality. There is one really fucking cool scene that I wish would have been the last scene of the episode. Uh And I'll say that when we get to it, you might even know what it is, but there is one good scene in the episode where I thought that would have been better to end on. So, all right, well, let's, let's then uh, we'll get right into it. And I do agree with you. It felt like a very one dimensional, very flat it was just a very flat episode. So maybe this will be the podcast where we get through it in like 20 minutes. Cause really there's not much to talk about. There's really not that much. Maybe. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, we're going to open at the, uh, at the high school in the uh, engineering lair, as I like to call it, the engineering <laughs> lair <laughs> and Clark and Pete, exactly like you say, they're working on their little battery citrus uh, project. Mm-hmm. So, and a quick little side note, out of every single time I've seen uh, shows where the high school kids are making like potato radios and orange batteries and all this crap, like how have we not perfected that crap to make an actual, I want a battery made of oranges, delicious. Yeah. Num num. Yeah. Why, aren't, why aren't we powering our houses with citrus? Yeah, right. God, Florida's got enough of it. Take it. Uh, right. Take it. <laughs> anyway so yeah chloe comes up and cracks her freaking stupid chloe puns and uh all of a sudden we see this like little little dude just kind of pop out of the shadows and he's taking their like outlet yeah he just kind of squeezes his way in between them and just kind of stabs his little outlet in and clark's like yeah you, totally you can use our outlet yeah go right ahead go ahead right yeah. um and of course chloe being there she's gonna give the little reporter rundown about the yeah. new kid who's <laughs> New to the school, and she was tasked with giving him the the tour, the you know the the crowning or whatever you call it, the tour. And he just kind of said, "Oh, I won't be here long enough for it to be of any value to me." 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> meaning it meaning to me, I'm like, okay, he's hopped around schools a lot. Okay, got it. He's he's a troubled yeah. child. He's, he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of an outsider type. Yes, yes. So Chloe, and then the one thing we'll talk about too with with the whole awkwardness with Chloe and her stupid puns and the bad writing. Like, do you notice when she walks away, she's got her arm or her hand on one of Clark's shoulders and she legit just drags it right across his back? Yeah. Like, what was that all about? Bye, boys. Bye, boys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Again, after we're getting off of this whole like Chloe Clark bullshit and she's hurt and awkward and he's just awkward all the time. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like a really weird gesture. Very weird gesture. It did. Uh, and then there's like uh, there's like um, a really quick scene like it goes over to Cyrus and we see the like uh, like weird egg shaped thing he's working on. It's got wires sticking out all over it. And then yeah. he kind of scuttles across the 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 lab and decides to plug in over in the bro zone (laughs) that was his first mistake the freaking bro zone and do you notice how they're trying to light up one of those old light bulbs with the gel spikes attached to it yeah Yeah. (laughs) so 90s so early 2000s i loved it um and one of them like is like bro you could jack in somewhere else it's like (laughs) come on bro how harsh and our mellow. Can't you see we're trying to gleam the cube over here? Yeah. Bill Nye the science guy. Uh, <laughs> but no. So, so yeah, Cyrus comes in. He makes the big mistake of freaking going over to the jock corner. And, of course, they start teasing him. They try to steal his head. Or they do steal his headphones. And then they hear, um, like, a dial. Essentially an internet dial tone. Yeah. I, I I came to the conclusion that Cyrus was trying to invent the world's first Bluetooth, but <laughs> yeah, that's not what he was doing. So no. <laughs> and Cyrus likes to give his like highly intelligent remarks of like your intellect could never comprehend the tone of that dial. Yeah. Ever. So <laughs> you primates. <laughs> he turn, turns into Professor Frank. He's like, oh, the hand by yeah. that's right. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, the typical 1990s social outcast versus the bullies scenario mm-hmm. plays keep out away. where he's. Yeah. Keep away. Piggy in the middle. Keep his stuff away from him. Push him around a little bit. That'll teach him for being different. Don't you like that that part where Clark comes over and then the like the lead bully goes over and in order to get up in Clark's face, he has to stand on his tippy toes. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I love how the lead bully is super tiny. He's yeah, very tiny. Just a little guy. <laughs> tiny Tim. Um, so yeah, no, Clark tries to intervene and they they freaking shove Cyrus to the ground. And of course yep. the jocks are celebrating being high school cliches. And uh, this is the part where now Cyrus gets up and he stares very intensely at a wall of wrenches behind yep. them. And, and suddenly, then. boom, we got a fire, kids. We got a fire. Burst into flames. And the way Clark looks at it, he's like, okay, well, it's like, it looks like it's like a line from like left to right. And he's just like looking at it like, I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Jesus. So obviously, in all circumstance, it looks like Cyrus used heat vision to set shit on fire, essentially. It's kind of of the conclusion we're going to draw. And with that conclusion, we go to the credits. Yeah. Somebody save me. 
Yep. End credits. Yep. And <laughs> end of credits. End of credits. Yeah, that's it. That's all I need to hear. Uh, so we cut to the farm, and uh, Lana is trotting up the road with her with her horsey in tow. Yeah. And she's witnessing Clark legitimately just yeeting hay bales off the truck, into like the into the yard. <laughs> just whoop! There they go. Yeah, and he sees whoop. her coming, and then jumps down, and they talk a little bit about what happened at the electronics lab, and then. He makes like a dumb comment about like uh he's like, Yeah, he really Cyrus really uh gives new meaning to the term uh teenage alienation. Oh no, that's not the same from But then we- anyways <laughs> <laughs> not alien ant farm. Damn it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and Lana sympathizes. Like she says, well, you know, everyone's got their way of escaping. She rides horses. Chloe writes, and Clark just freaking chores. He does choring. Choring. Yeah. Gets to choring. He gets to the choring. <laughs> uh, so, but Lana mentions that they're uh, they're kind of like, so she's having issues with the horse. Like this is Whitney's horse. Um, yes. And that uh, Whitney's mom is planning on selling him. There's nowhere to board him. Uh, she can't afford to board him. And Clark just without asking fucking anyone is like, oh, you can just, you can just board him here. It's like, right. Yeah. Okay. Clark. And, and here's my question. So Lana said that Whitney's mom can't afford to, to board the horse at a stable. Okay. So that's yeah. fine. I feel like the stable is legitimately the least amount of money when it comes to taking care of a horse. Never mind the fact that it costs like thousands of dollars to feed those effing things. Like even uh-huh. if you pop them out in a field, you typically have to supplement with feed. Yeah. And to give them their medications, their shots, you know, the upkeep, their hoof trimmings and teeth maintenance and all the maintenance into a horse. Like mm-hmm. Is Clark just expecting Daddy Kent and Martha to flip the bill? Yeah, apparently. Apparently he has not <laughs> but, given any thought to that at all. Like Daddy Kent and Martha, who like what, five, six, seven episodes ago just talked about how they're finally on financial stable ground. Yeah. And then Clark does shit like this. <laughs> Fucking Clark. God damn it. Teenagers God are expensive. Damn it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he just doesn't even bat an eye. Totally keep keep him here. It's totally fine. Lana's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. And then we cut <clears throat> and we cut to the mansion. So the where Lex the, Yeah, the Luther Mansion storyline this week is the meat of the episode for me. Like it's where the good stuff is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, and it's it's sad that it doesn't get featured very much. It's most they're the quickest scenes, I find. Uh-huh. This little, yeah, there's not, there's not much to it. But anyways, yeah, we cut to uh, the mansion where Lex is in like the only room that he apparently goes to in the entire building. For the uh, his office. Yeah. His office slash study slash workspace slash pool space slash workout room slash everything I mean, else. it isn't, it isn't his spank bank, which we will find out where that is later. But. <laughs> I honestly... At the very end, I was like, and the door opens just wall-to-wall porn. <laughs> no, it's just a small room with a little chair with a side, a, 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 like a little side table. And it's just got like a box of Kleenex and some lotion. And that's oh, it. God. Nothing else. And there's one hidden compartment that comes up from the floor. And it's just like a vat of Vaseline. Just, <laughs> just this huge vat <laughs> for refills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like Lex is like, 
practicing his break and then uh, and then like like Helen comes in the room and she just throws this like tabloid newspaper on the uh, on the table. It's the Inquirer, I think. Yeah, and it yeah. says the headline is the best. So the headline says "Gold Digging Doc Begs Billionaire Baldy." <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. So she, like, I would be more upset about the headline. Like, I'd be like, "Can you see this alliteration? It's awful. It's very bad." Yeah. Um, she's of course upset because, like, you know, they're assuming that she has gotten basically where she is because she's a gold digger to up her status when she's yeah. worked so hard to get to where she is. And Lex is like, she like asks him, "Well, why didn't you even tell me about this?" And Lex is like, "Because I thought I bought every copy in Smallville. Like, what's the big deal? Not a big deal. <laughs> Fine. Don't worry about yeah. it, babe. I got it." Yeah, and and like, bitch. but that's the thing is, that, and then she like informs him like, yeah, she's like, well, that's not the only thing that happens. Like everyone at work treats me different. Everyone assume every ever since like she, it's been known that she's been dating him. Everyone just treats her yeah. differently because of who he is. Um, yeah. And he's just like, well, is that why you haven't moved into the mansion yet? Yeah, he's shocked to that. Yeah, and she tries to equivocate with a couple things, but like he's just like. Hey, you know what? I'll get on the phone right now. I will. I will pay pay to break your lease. I'll have movers at your house within an hour. Yeah, and again, she kind of tries to put the brakes on. She's like, "I got to do it like in my in, on my schedule," which is true. Like yeah, yeah. he's being very pushy. Very like Lex pushy. is. Yeah, Lex is not someone who likes to be told no, and he will find every f and loophole to make you say yes. Like he's yeah. he's that kind of guy. But when. He he, but he also has that gear where he's like, well, pushing isn't working, and so he tries to be like, he's like, well, I guess if you want to back out, and I guess I'll understand. Yeah. He starts to kind of walk away, and she's like, all right, what about making it two hours? Yeah, she rises to that freaking challenge. She's just uh, like, okay, fine. Like, yeah. but it, to me, that's again, like we're already seeing just how unhealthy this relationship is. Like, I'm sure there's some love there or lust, whatever you want to call it. But like, mm. again, Lex with the manipulation and Bryce, she very much manipulates as well. Like, let's be honest here. Like yeah. she's got some manipulation tactics as well. Whatever. I guess they're going to try to make it work in two hours. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut over back to the farm and Chloe's driving up in her little red bug. Mm -hmm. And she just proclaims she gets out and Clark's obviously off screen to the side. And she's like, Clark, can't I know your secret? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, that now the secret's a horse. Yeah, it'll be a horse. A horse, of course, on Clark's <laughs> land. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so he says, well, you know, it's important to Lana. I don't want her to lose anything more from her past. And, of course, Chloe chalks it up to being like, yeah. And now she's going to be here every day. Just like old times. Eh, Clark? Uh-huh. I guess my suggestive back brush did nothing for you at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> you have to be less subtle. Yeah, right. Uh, and then Iris comes up. And then, like, Clark starts. This is where he starts to kind of, like kind of press everyone about like, well, you know, what if, what if he was an alien? What would you think about if you found out someone yeah. you knew was an alien? How would you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. He's testing some waters in this episode. Yeah. That's for sure. And yeah. Chloe gives him an answer that he can kind of accept. Like, she's like, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. Like, yeah. Like yeah. she, she, she's like Pulitzer aside. Like it's not even about writing about it. It's 
legitimately, you know, someone who would be from another planet and what, what is their place like, like what, what are their experiences and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, it's, he's definitely, like I say, testing some waters. And I would say by like, by the end of this episode, I was kind of expecting him to bring a certain someone into the mix. I was expecting it. I, I don't know why, cause it's only season two, but I was still kind of like, hmm? yeah, you, th- you thought, I mean, uh, it sort of is one it's one of those things where Chloe actually finds out mm. well before Clark is ready to tell her and then she of keeps course. it a secret that she knows. Oh, okay. And I can't right. I, I don't remember the exact timeline of it, but it happens mm-hmm. and then she just keeps it under wraps and is really continuously like annoyed when he doesn't tell her for a super long time. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Well, that'll be great, won't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we got to move from one annoying thing to another. It can't just be normal with Chloe. It's always got to be annoying. So, yep. fucking Chloe. Uh, and then speaking <laughs> of fucking annoying, like right. Clark goes and like pokes around with Cyrus and. In his freaking shanty slum town shack. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like a fallout settlement. It absolutely is. It's like covered in cords. It's like dilapidated, like grayed out wood that's just cracking all over the place and weird foggy glass. And yeah, Clark's gone to see Cyrus. He heard from Chloe that he got suspended for his pyrotechnic display at yeah. the electronics lab. Um, but Cyrus doesn't, he's not even bothered. He's not bothered. I'm not bothered. You know, he is bothered by by the fact that the way Clark is talking to him, it seems like he's patronizing him. Yeah, yeah. When, of course, Clark just wants more information because Clark, yeah. I think, is the, hoping. I think a little part of him did hope from the get-go that maybe, just maybe, this could be someone else who's not from Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, he, he, uh, you know, Clark notices he's alone and, and Cyrus says, Oh, my foster parents, they work late. They only care about their monthly check. They're not very present, obviously. And, um, Clark brings up again, like the alien rumor. Well, I heard from your old school that, you know, this one rumor about you. And he does convince Cyrus to like, let him in. Cause Clark is, you know, above all things, Clark is quite genuine. Mm hmm. And I think most people pick up on that. So Cyrus lets him into his like little world and he ends up talking to Clark about um, the dreams that he had like as a kid and how he would, you know, wake up in random places just like Clark was doing in just the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, just the last episode, waking up in random places and it landed him in the mental hospital. Um, And so here he kind of claims that he was the one that came to earth during a meteor shower and was adopted by an elderly couple that found him like in a Mm -hmm. field. So interesting. Could there have been two ships in this meteor shower? I guess we'll find out. Could be, could be Uh, more than two. Could be. Now the only issue of course, being adopted by an elderly couple is that they typically don't last very long and they died. (laughs) So he has to bounce around from foster home to foster home, but he, tells Clark that getting back to Smallville for him was like priority numero uno. And when Clark asks why he says, well, this is ground zero for the meteor shower. And this is where I'm sending the signal to my home planet. So my parents can come pick me up. 
Yeah, he said that like the, uh, all of his research led him to believe that this is where the signal originates. Yeah. And it's his best chance of getting home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is basically mimicking everything that Victor or v- Victor. I want to call him Victor. Virgil. I don't know why. <laughs> Virgil. Virgil Swan yeah. essentially told Clark in the last episode of the transmission that he caught in mm-hmm. space during yeah. the meteor shower and so on and so forth. So we're getting obviously that little bit of callback to the previous episode. Um, mm-hmm. So we cut back to the farm and uh, Mama Kent is down in the cellar with the ship and yeah. DK's come to find her. So she's kind of just looking at the ship. She's reminiscing and she can't believe, you know, that tiny, tiny baby Clark, the bebe, was able to <laughs> was able to survive in this in this ship and it protected him for the millions of miles of space travel that he did and you know this is essentially a miracle machine that helped her get pregnant and yeah. and all this and so now she confesses to to DK that her pregnancy has kind of got her worried she's got headaches and mood swings and her sleeping patterns are weird and like yeah. legit that's every pregnant woman's experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and but the other thing too, is she just, she just feels like there's something a little more than odd about it. And yes. uh, so she is very concerned about the baby. The baby. Um, and uh, she brings up the fact that she wants to go have uh, Dr. Bryce examine her because of yeah. her experience with bringing her back to life. Or being yeah. present at least while she was brought back to life. Yeah. And then the fact that she's seen Clark's blood and all this. And she hasn't and she hasn't come knocking. And nobody else has come since it's happened. So obviously Martha like trusts Bryce to keep things confidential, which is Bryce's like legitimate job requirement. She has to keep things confidential. Yeah. But yeah, Daddy Kent is like, uh, fuck no. Uh, she is in bed with Lex Luthor and I don't want our family uh, issues becoming their pillow talk. Yeah. And let's just take a moment for one second mm-hmm. to really recognize and appreciate Martha's emotionally charged. Why not? Like yeah. when he was like, no, she was like, but why not? Like she's, she is mad. Like she yeah. is upset that he's refusing her. Yeah. It was just two freaking words. I don't know why, but it was so powerful to me. I had to go rewatch it like twice because I two well, maybe three or four times. Cause it I really worked. I just liked that dialogue that they had. I loved it. It was really well done. Yeah. So that's the thing is like there the the problems with this episode are that there are real peaks and valleys with the dialogue. And like this, you get two veteran actors fucking knocking it out of the fucking park. Yeah. And making everything else in the episode seem like shit in comparison, basically. Yeah, it really is. It's like the B story and then the few side bits with with Mummy and Daddy Kent. Those definitely overshine and overshadow everything else about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. This episode could have been 20 minutes long. (laughs) Just cut out the A story. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, so... What is next? Is it that the thing where uh, it's like Clark is at the Talon or yeah, at Talon yeah, ending it, his he, mental illness for dummies book? Yeah, you bet he is. You freaking bet he is. And of course, who appears? Freaking Lex his always buddy. showing up when Clark wants to be left alone. Um, this episode, before we get into the scene, this episode definitely spoke to me. It could be because of the lazy writing, but 
spoke to me as this is almost the start of the intense deterioration of Clark and Lex's friendship because it seems like it, right? It really does. Like you'll see like in this scene, so you get Lex, he sits down, he's just kind of shooting the shit a little bit with Clark to start. But then as Clark kind of brings up Cyrus's alien claims, Mm -hmm. you know, Lex dismantles it. He's like, well, obviously he's lying because you don't admit you're an alien. If you're an alien, you want to keep it secret. Yeah. And, Lex says he's got the classic outsider profile and he just wants attention. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he asks, asks Clark if he believes in aliens. And then he's like, what's his name? Yeah. Like, and Clark is like, <laughs> I, even if, even if Cyrus, he did promise that Cyrus, he wouldn't tell Cyrus the way Lex always wants to know things. Clark right. had started to get wise, wise. To oh, him. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Clark kind of, you know shies away from it but like oh god and lex's audacity in this episode later is Mm -hmm. mm. anyways we'll get to that but yeah it definitely shows to me like lex is being a bit more forceful with wanting to get as much information as fast as possible you know up to speed for what his liking is and clark yes has gotten very privy to the fact that lex loves information and loves to use information for his own benefit, not and for anyone else's. He, use, he also uses some information here to try to butter Clark up a little bit by mentioning the fact that he also had offered to board the horse at the, at the mansion stables yeah. for free and Lana had turned him down. So prior to her riding up to Clark earlier in the episode, she had already talked to Lex and turned him down. Yeah. Look, she's waiting for the right offer. But the way the way he talks about it, like he says it in such a way, there's like a little ebb underneath that. And again, oh, yeah. something that I was I was watching this with it with somebody, and we were and the comment was basically like, yeah, weirdly, Lex seems jealous. Yeah. Of a, a teen bit. girl not picking <laughs> up his taking him up on his thing. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw it as um, like a little bit that, especially kind of later in, I think season three is kind of where I start feeling like there was a little chemistry between Lex and Lana. But um, the way I saw it, the conversation going is that Lex couldn't get what he wanted from Clark, the information about Cyrus. So he tries to brush that conversation under the rug and you're right. Butter Clark up about something that he did a goal he achieved. But yeah. to me, that's like a classic misdirection to be like, okay, Clark's on to me that I want information. He doesn't want to give it. So I'm going to butter him up instead to yeah. hopefully get him to forget about this conversation so that he will still be open to giving me information in the future. And and that's exactly it. Like Lex is just like playing. He's playing that game that he, he knows how to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's definitely you, you were starting to pick up that it's not a friendship. It's in no way is this a friendship. It's t- purely transactional for Lex Luthor. Yeah. And this is one of yeah. the times where like it actually was like Lana was not even there. Lana was is has been at the farm getting uh, Tyson, the horse there. Yeah. And and then I think this is the, the scene coming up is the one where Clark shows up at night at home and the horse is collapsed in the pen, right? Yeah. So yeah, Clark pulls up nighttime and uh, daddy Kent comes out and basically says, yeah, Tyson's taken ill. He's not well. And he's going to go try to get the vet. Um, And Lana is not taking this news well. And she is in the stable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Clark goes in and uh, poor, poor horsey is laying on his side. He's not really moving. And Lana's super worried. She's hovering over him, just like stroking his neck and you yeah. know, whispering in the horse's ear. And, you know, she says, I've never, you know, I've never seen him this bad. You know, they're just going to chalk it up to old age, but I don't know what's going on. And Clark just kind of says, well, Lana, you know, he, he'll, he'll be fine. He's a fighter. Just like, just like his owner, which yeah, of course he's yeah. referring to Lana. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sweet tender moment gets interrupted because now freaking Cyrus comes up. And he's pissed because and, he thinks yeah. Clark talked to Chloe, which we don't know whether that's the case or not because it never really gets resolved or whether it's just that Chloe knows shit. I highly doubt that it was because of Clark talking to her because it was Chloe that came with all the information. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Chloe called Cyrus like on her own volition. But of course this was after Cyrus and Clark talked. So yeah. Cyrus is probably just going to draw his own conclusions. Mm-hmm. So, and Clark basically says like, this isn't the time or place, man. Like you got, take this, take this shit, go home. This ain't the time. It's not the place. Things are happening. Yeah. And this is when Cyrus kind of notices, you know, Lana calls out for Clark cause Tyson is, you know, taking a turn for the worst. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Cyrus sees the horse and he just kind of, just kind of like walks up like kind of slowly and gets up close to the horse and, you know, says, you know, what's wrong with him or, or whatever. He's not well. Yeah. He's petting the horse. And then he's like, I'll make him better. You don't need these humans poking and prodding you. Yeah. And then we find out that he's not only an alien, but he's also a paladin because he uses lay on hands. <laughs> I said he's got maximum freaking ET powers because he's got that light <laughs> finger, but it's in his hand. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. So all all Cyrus needed was just a freaking trail of Reese's pieces to get him yep. to where he needed to go. That's how he got there. That's right. So, you know, he he horse whispers his way through this and he E.T. hands the horse. Light goes everywhere. And hallelujah, ladies, the horse be healed. Uh huh. And the horse, he just gets up like nothing ever happened. He's just trit trots. Look at him trit trotting around. Yeah. Lana's happy. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, Lana's super happy. But Clark, in my opinion, looked like way more concerned than ever after this oh uh, yeah like, like uh did i just see god right he didn't look relieved at the thought of of again finding someone who's more like him to me he looked very concerned yeah well because he's a like him but like clark doesn't have fucking healing powers and then he, yeah. he obviously has to wrestle with the idea that maybe every kryptonian has different powers which is the very next morning what he's trying to convince the Kents of like that this kid, maybe he really is an alien and they are like, fuck no, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to say like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's different. He doesn't have the same powers, but it's like you say, like Clark kind of explains it as like, well, I'm the only one of my kind here that we know of and my powers are still developing. I'm getting new powers like all the time. And you know, what if Dr. Swan was wrong about him being the last one? And now Clark is getting excited at the prospect of not being alone anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> but of course, you're right. Like, D- Daddy Kent, Mama Kent, they're very cautious. Rightfully so. They're the parents. They ha- they need to be cautious at all times. Always. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so now we cut to the teensy, the teensy-weensy scene for the B story. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Bryce, she's yeah. uh, she's been snooping. She's been snoop-dogging around. Yeah, she's like she's basically like Belle in Beauty and the Beast, where she like sneaks into the West Wing and she finds yeah. the door she can't open. And... That's right. And then all of a sudden, freaking 
<coughs> friggin' Bubbles comes up from behind her. <laughs> the big bodyguard Bubbles yeah. comes up and she says, you know, oh, I'm just looking for the solarium. And of course, the solarium, Miss Bryce, they'll just follow me this way. The solarium. Um, the solarium. And she brings up that the key that she has is actually a master key. It's supposed to unlock every door in the mansion. So she mm-hmm. says, well, why can't I open this one? And this one, Bubbles is like, keep your fucking business to yourself, Dr. Bryce. That's Lex Luthor's room and no one else's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only Lex has a key for that one specific room. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of cut from that. Obviously, this is not going to sit well with Dr. Bryce. And we nope. are going to find out why a little bit later. Yeah. So we cut back to the school. And of course, freaking cliche bully dipshit comes up behind Clark on his tippy toes, of, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and basically tells Clark that karma's coming for that outcast, for that different kid. Yeah. For being different. For being different. How and then like Chloe, Chloe basically in the scene inside the torch basically just plays Mythbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. She freaking rejects that reality and she replaces it with her own. Yep. Yep. And uh, she basically says that it was all pyrotechnics in the lab. Uh, it was a magnesium whatever that Cyrus was able to uh, set off with a detonator. Um, but Clark's still not really having it. And he says, well, how does that explain the horse? Like I was there, I saw what happened. And Chloe just kind of says, well, I haven't, I haven't myth busted that yet. I haven't busted that myth. Hasn't figured it out. Not quite, but she's sure that she will. And she basically says like, you know, he's not an alien. He's no more extraterrestrial than Clark. Uh, yep. Oh God! And even Clark, like you can see in his face, he's like, "Haha, Chloe, if you only knew, uh-huh. if you only knew." Yeah. So now we cut to the hospital, and Mama Kent has gone to see Doctor Bryce against uh, Daddy Kent's wishes. Yep. And she's there for the second opinion that she's wanting from someone who is a little bit in the know of what they're about. Yeah. Um, and I, I again, like, I absolutely love Doctor Bryce her character and the actress that plays her because her face just fucking says everything. She doesn't have to say anything. Expressive, yeah. Very much so. And it it almost seems like she doesn't move much from her resting bitch face, but her resting bitch face has a very wide range of Mm -hmm. emotions, like very wide. So, you know, Martha just kind of says, you know, um, everything we say here is confidential, right? And Dr. Bryce, yes, of course, I don't discuss anything. And, Martha says, well, what about with like spouses and significant others? And Dr. Bryce automatically assumes Martha is referring to Lex. And she's like, so what? You think I'm going to go blab to Lex? Um, And this is where Mama Kent is like, no, 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 no. I just, you can't say anything to to Jonathan. He's not happy that I'm here. He doesn't want me to come and see you. He doesn't even know that she's there. Yeah, exactly. It's a secret. 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 Don't tell anyone. Um. And Dr. Bryce, uh, you know, she's clearly trying to connect the dots here. And she, you know, she asks, she's like, does this have anything to do with like your miraculous recovery and Clark's blood? Like, I'm still trying to figure out like what happened. I have yeah. no clue what's going on. And it, it's not scene... clear. It's not clear to me, though, it, in this scene, like it, if like because the blood comes up, but it's not like it's not said in a way that Dr. Bryce still has access to the blood. Like That's she obviously true. hasn't looked at it since because yeah. it disappeared or something, but we never got any 
clarity on that. Well, yeah, because what, like, what exact, I'm not a medical tech in any way. So if any medical technicians, lab techs, if you listen to the show, tell us what happens to blood samples once people are quote unquote done with them? Are they still viable for a certain amount of time or does like blood expire outside of the body? Because that's why I thought maybe like the sample was no good anymore and you just have to, you know, it get definitely rid of it. would go, go bad, but I, you would assume Clark's would go bad much slower. Yeah. Superman shields. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the scene, the scene ends here with on, on like a cliffhanger because Dr. Bryce says you have to be, if you want that your health and the health of the baby to be like, you know, tip top shape, you gotta be a hundred percent on the baby. <laughs> you gotta be a hundred percent honest. You gotta be 100% with me. And that, that the scene ends. Yeah. So we don't know what happens in this appointment. We don't know what her and Martha talked about. And there's more buildup on this at the end of the episode that we'll get to. There's more to build up, which yes. it, it, ooh, it's getting tasty with this whole Dr. Bryce situation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so we cut now and, and Clark's returned back to freaking slum slumville. Yeah. And uh, he's looking for Cyrus. And of course, who the frick does he find instead? Lex, Lex fucking Luther. Yep. <laughs> Just reading through that fucking, that he's got that fucking, that notebook for yeah. meteor shower pictures. and Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lex Luther is super rich. So that obviously entitles him to everybody else's privacy. So he's just oh. snooping around. Like he didn't even find Cyrus. No. <laughs> so he legitimately just came on this. He trespassed onto someone's private property, went into their little lean to and started digging around. Yeah. <laughs> so... Lex, Lex in this one, oh man. Okay, like okay, he still got he still got that Michael Rosenbaum going for him. Don't get me wrong, but the character, pretty shady shit, my friend. That's shady shit. Yeah, and like he he even like drops some knowledge on Clark where he's thought for a very long time that the meteor shower would have been a perfect cover for an alien ship to land. Yeah. And like after yeah. everything with the caves, he's like, Clark, don't you think that it's at least possible? And Clark's just like yeah. very like, well, I don't know, Lex, that doesn't seem very likely. Do you, th- don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you can tell, you can tell that this whole conversation between, between Clark and Lex is very tense. It's off putting like the whole time. Like Clark is clearly not happy that Lex is there. Cause again, it's gonna, it's gonna look bad on Clark. Because Cyrus is going to just keep assuming that Clark is blabbing his shit all over town. Um, And so now Lex has shown Clark the notebook with all these drawings in it. And so anyways, Lex is like, well, obviously, like, you know, he's not coming. You want to ride? And Clark says he's going to stick around and wait for Cyrus. And this is where Lex is like, well, just let him know that I'd I'd love to buy an alien a latte or whatever the fucking stupid yeah he says he something does. like that and then like he hands clark the the notebook for clark to look at and it's like like lex is probably within earshot still of the door when cyrus just comes out from behind the door yeah and he's like i don't like that guy yeah. <laughs> i hate him rightfully so cyrus rightfully so um so you know clark mentions he's like i know about your little trick in the lab and Cyrus doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, I, I mean, I never said I had heat vision. Like, I never said that. Um, yeah. And here's where Clark kind of points towards the journal and is like, you know, tell me about the pictures. And this is where Cyrus talks more about how he dreams about his parents and what it's going to be like when they come and pick him up. He dreams yeah. about what his planet is like. And 
all this kind of stuff. And at this point, Clark basically says like, Cyrus, I believe you. you. Yeah. hundred percent. I believe you. And Cyrus takes him at his word and shows him the big old project that he's been working on out in the field. Yeah. The janky tower. Like it, it, again, (laughs) it's like some fucking fallout fucking. A hundred percent is. It is. It has. It's definitely something I would have built in Fallout Four. One hundred percent. Like it's. You're like it's just functional enough to do the thing you need, but yeah. not nice looking. No, it don't have to be pretty. Nothing's pretty in Fallout. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not without mods. Well, because there's so many like there like there's these like there's just like weird tubes and like aluminum tubing and like vacuum yeah. tubes everywhere and like like. All kinds of shit. Like, this thing is fucking... It's a miracle this thing can stand. (laughs) It is rickety as fuck. That is for sure. Um, And so this is essentially Cyrus's crude interpretation of, like, a transmission tower. And he says that this is what he's going to use to send a signal to get picked up by his parents. But the problem, of course, Hmm. is he needs his transmitter that was confiscated after the pyrotechnic show that he gave at the school. And it's now in lockup. And Clark's like, Um, don't, (laughs) don't you worry, buddy. We're about to engage in my favorite pastime. (laughs) I'm an expert at this. Fucking (laughs) B&E's. So they are. They're going to break and enter because according to what Cyrus tells Clark, you can only send the signal once every 200 years. Yeah. So he's like, if I can't do it, I'll be stranded here forever. Whatever. So Clark's like, yep, here we go. B&E time. Pete, stay home. I got a new buddy training him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they head to the school. You can keep it's your calm. Yeah. <laughs> but he brought a file just in case they needed some of you Cyrus's. Never you never know. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes you just need a little cum. <laughs> so <laughs> they break into the school without any issue. It's very quick. They get out, get in, get out. No big deal. Seems smooth. But then, of course, the freaking high school cliches got to come out and ruin the day. And yeah. there's fucking jacked up Dodge Ford pickup trucks because, of mm-hmm. course, they're driving those. Yep. And th- this is what I love the most is they come, they come out. <laughs> like. They're like, we know you faked the pyrotechnics. You made us look dumb. And now everyone's laughing at us. The leader dude is so like amped when he gets out of the truck. He like punches the the hood of the truck and he's just like, gotcha, you (laughs) motherfucker. I love it. And yeah, his his lackeys are like, you make us look dumb. We look dumb now. Dumb, dumb, want gum, gum. (laughs) Yeah. And... uh, so yeah. they're going to kick his ass. They're going to kick his that. ass. And they've got like chains yeah. and like all kinds of bullshit that they're going to use. I know, right? I love it when like they try to really hype up how they're going to kick someone's ass. But in actuality, they're just going to like punch him in the face and like leave for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they're like, yeah, there's no way you can, you know, we didn't give you time to pyrotechnic your way out of this. Mm. And Clark, of course, doesn't see any other way out of this. So he sets uh the head honcho bullies uh, truck on fire. Yeah. They freak out. They leave. And Cyrus at this point, now he knows he's like, but you, he's like, Oh, thanks for saving us. Clark tries to push it on Cyrus. Yeah. Cyrus says, well, I didn't do it. Clark. It was you. You did it. Yeah. Now I totally understand why you believe me. I understand. You know, I trust you even more now. You're totally an alien. So yep. of course, 
Cyrus has got to die. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we we cut to Pete being like, "I can't believe this shit." <laughs> you did oh, what? God. You fucking yeah, told this fucking what? weird kid. <laughs> and Pete's convinced that Cyrus is going to tell everybody because he's mentally unstable. Yeah, and um. Then this is where, again, Clark is defending him and saying, like, you know, he knew where Krypton was. Like, he knows about the ship. He knows about all this stuff. Yeah. And Pete just kind of, like, fights him on it and is like, yeah, so he probably just read a bunch of studies that tons of people have already done about the meteor shower. Like, it's mm -hmm. easy enough information to find. Yeah. Um, but, again, Clark's he's super insistent. And so Pete offers up the, the green rock. Yeah. And Clark says... No, no kryptonite with a K. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> no this is the first left. time the word kryptonite has been said in small. Mm -hmm. And so was it a term that Clark just made up? On no, because Swan told them it was called kryptonite. Oh, but okay. It was obviously right. something we was told to him off screen. Like we didn't hear Swan say it, but uh, okay. it's something that. Now we know it's, pro it's probably other than like people who don't know, like between Clark and his family, it's going to be called kryptonite. But for at yeah. least a while longer, it's just going to be meteor rock to most people. Meteor rock. Or yeah. meteor yeah. freaks. Okay. Um, so quick quick question then. So then did, did Swan know that those were actual pieces of krypton? It's hard to say. I assume he knows. Mm -hmm. I assume he just assumed that. Okay. He's so smart. It's like he's from Krypton or something. Hmm. Like he might be a man of tomorrow. Maybe. Possibly. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, now Lana appears and she basically tells Clark that, you know, Cyrus was just chilling at the Talon and Child Protective Services came and just took him away in handcuffs. Yeah, so apparently how it works is that if uh, foster parents just don't like you anymore, you can just go to the hospital and that's just how that works. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy peasy. Wipe your hands yeah. clean. It's fine. And like, yeah. Um, like it's so weird like because it cuts it's so that scene is so quick it's like okay we, we need we need cyrus to be in trouble in some way so that clark can go talk to him and he's just like laying in a hospital bed and he's strapped down i know it's it's so sloppy and again it's such a quick scene like in my opinion they really could have just cut all this crap out and it mm -hmm. could have just been a big ran away yeah Road ran away find him. and then clark would just find him at the tower yeah, and bigger altercation, a longer altercation between Clark, Cyrus, and the bullies. Yeah, yeah. Like, it could have been written much better, but that's not how we do it. That's not yeah. how we do it in Smallville, at least not for this episode. Um, and you're right. Yeah, we cut to the hospital super quick, and Cyrus is, like, totally strapped in, strapped down for assessment, for, yeah. you know, brain assessment. And um, Clark just frees him. She's like, okay, buddy, like, let's, let's get the frick out. Yeah. And... This is where Cyrus then says, like, you know, you should come with me. Like, why don't you come back to, like, your real home? And Clark, you can kind of see maybe for half a second he was tempted. But he he obviously comes to the conclusion, A, because he knows Krypton's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but he also says, like, you know, Earth's my home now. This the people is where, I care you know, about are here. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Cyrus thanks him and leaves. And now we cut again back to the mansion for the, for the interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where Dr. Bryce comes in and basically wants to talk to Lex and Lex being the misogynistic asshole he is just assumes it's about closet space. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> like she Lex. comes in and it is already zipped up. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
God. She zipped. She zipped, bitch. Um, so yeah. she mentions the locked room and Lex being Lex does everything he can to just explain it away as it's not weird to have a locked room that I don't allow anyone else to, to know the contents of. It's, it's totally like, normal. He explains yeah. it away as uh, somewhere everyone needs somewhere to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where and I'm like, well, oh, it's obviously his spank bank. Exactly. Well, and to me, I'm like, so you can't be alone in any other room in this ginormous mansion without a lock on it? That doesn't make yes. any sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure you could easily be alone for an entire day and Bryce would never find you anywhere in that mansion yeah. <laughs> without a locked door. Um. So, yeah, obviously, spank bank. That's what's behind that door. Mm-hmm. And... um. He says, you know, if you want your own spank bank, like, we, we'll make you one. Get uh, you a lock for a, a door. A beans locatorium, if you will. <laughs> God. Uh, but Bryce ain't budging. She's like, uh, no, uh, if anyone's going to be flicking this bean, uh, you're going to know about it at all times. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Lex, Lex clearly ain't used to this. He ain't used to pushback. He is yeah. so not used to pushback. Yep, yep. Um, and she essentially gives him the ultimatum to say, like, I'm not looking for a roommate. If you want to share a life with me, there can't be any locked doors between us. Yeah. End of discussion. And off she goes. <laughs> uh, and then there's like, I don't even remember where this scene takes place, but Chloe basically gives Clark the download on who Cyrus likely actually is. Like his parents were like vaporized in the meteor shower. And he's just yeah. some kid who was an orphan. Yeah. The couple like half a mile down the road are the ones that took him in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I think they're on the farm. I wrote that they're on the farm, but they very well could just be like on the side of a fucking road for all I know. Cause like, yeah, yeah it's a, literally a 30 second scene. Yeah. So, so yeah. anyways, yeah. So now we know the origins, origins of Cyrus. He's not an alien. He's an orphan cut yeah. to the field. Yeah. And, uh, Cyrus is tinkering around uh, with his transmitter when, of course, the fucking cliche squad roll on up yeah. in their stupid trucks yeah. with their freaking chains and all their crap. And they're coming down to take down that tower. That'll yeah. teach him for being different. How dare he? Yeah, how dare you build a tower that actually fucking works? Right? Like, he, he powers <laughs> it up and there's like this hum and then there's like a beam of light, a shaft of light shoots into the sky and it's starting yeah. to actually fucking work. And then like they start yanking the tower down with their fucking. Oh shot, yeah. They're right? like, yeah, we'll show you for being smart. We're going to rip your tower down. Uh huh. Yeah. So they wrap up the chains. They start ripping at it. And Cyrus is now he's at the top. This is the thing that I don't understand about, yeah. because this is a real thing that people still face. Like, especially like think about what was it like last year here in Edmonton when a yeah. bunch of fucking high school kids like stabbed a kid to death. Like, yeah. For and they like, got away no with fucking it. reason. All of and, them had the yeah. charges uh, dropped except for one yeah. person. So I'll never understand like these people who are just like, yeah, this could probably most definitely kill somebody. We should probably do that. Yeah. Do that thing. And so they start yanking someone. it over and like, thank fuck. Like Clark shows up. At the last, yeah. basically the last minute. And, but it's, 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 it's weird because he pulls the tower back down. The chain breaks. The head bully, just by falling over, snaps his neck. Yeah, breaks his neck. Uh, serves him, right? Serves him, right? because of Clark settling the tower back into place, fucking Cyrus falls off the tower. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he has to save him. Yeah, it's counterproductive. Um, but and there was like a light up. There's like a light above them, and like there's something going on, and like he's like, I'm gonna miss it. Um, and this is where like, Clark drops the T. He drops the T. Yeah. Cyrus ain't no alien. He's just an orphan. <laughs> yeah, you're just an orphan, man. Uh, yeah. But also, he's like, he is trying to convince, like, he tries to convince Cyrus to go save that dude, to unbreak yeah. his neck, to heal him. Yeah. Um, like, you're you're better than this, or whatever. And, uh, and Cyrus does. He yeah. he totally does. He, he gives in, and he's like, okay, let's do it. And he heals the neck. I, I will say, I've never seen what a person with a broken neck looks like. Yeah. It was pretty convincing. His head was kind of a little funky. And yeah, then it was like off to the side. And it's like the sound of it unbreaking oh, was like yeah. <laughs> oh. this disgusting noise. And it's gross. I know. Uh, he just comes it just comes back to life. Freaking stupid Clark. I'm sorry, but some people just deserve to die. They actually, were gonna kill Cyrus. Like they were legit gonna kill him from tearing yeah. that tower down. They didn't give two fucks. And then I think him using that healing power, like puts him into like a catatonic state right there before we get the reveal of what the light above them was. And what was that light? It was a chopper. (laughs) (laughs) It was a chopper. (laughs) Uh, But like, again, this is again, one of those Smallville things like, well, we can't have this guy actually knowing Clark's secret. So plot convenient catatonia for Cyrus. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yep stupid little way to to wrap it up it honestly in my opinion it should have just killed him like using his healing powers too much should have just it should have just, just killed, killed him. him but yeah yeah or like a life for a life essentially because he legitimately had to bring that bully asshole dickweed back to life yeah so yeah anyway um, so yeah it cuts out on that and now we're, we're next day at the farm and uh mama kent and dk they're they're they find clark and he's brooding in the barn yeah. he's brooding staring off in the distance and he this is where we find out that like yeah cyrus had a complete mental breakdown um he's probably never going to recover and now he's in metropolis in a hospital yeah and um you know, he, Clark kind of mentions, because of course, Daddy Kent is like, well, what, like, what happened? Like, how did he assume he was an alien? And this is where Clark puts the pieces together to be like, you know, he was young. He lost his parents. He obviously saw the ship during the meteor shower and he just put it together, attached himself. Yeah, he put it together. He attached himself to those memories and made them his own, made, made it his origin story. Yeah, but he also, he also categorizes him like uh, Cyrus as a hero for saving uh, Kyle. He's like, I don't even understand yeah. why he would save Kyle. It's like, bitch, you fucking made him do it. Right? Like, you exactly. told him to do it. He wouldn't have done it on his own. No, he would have gone off and done and tried to go home, essentially. Um, and this is where, you know, DK's like, well, there's a lot more of, there must have been more of you and Cyrus than, than you know, we might have previously thought. But it's exactly like you say. Like, no, it's just because Clark told him to do it. It's the yeah. only reason. And so, like, and yeah, and then like like you know, they have their their chat about that. Like like it sort of you know comes down to like you know Clark, you know showed him who he was and proved that Cyrus and him were you know a little more alike than he thought. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and then we get the scene that should have been the last scene of the episode. We get the playroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lex. Um... Lex finally lets Bryce in on his obsession, as he calls it, his obsession room. And we see this freaking room just chalked to the brim with 
the freaking disc, his a 3D animated uh, rendition of his car accident. Yep. Um, the freaking Clark Kent student file that's just on display in on like the a big ass wall. Uh, yep. Like like yep. Recessed the, and everything is there. And like Helen walks in there. I'm like, granted, she might be slightly aware of the caves existing because of being in Smallville and some of the stuff that's happened. But the fact that she walks in and is basically has like an amazing poker face about the whole thing. Oh, she does. Yes, she does. And, and this is where like, yeah, it absolutely a should have ended on this hundred percent. We should not have gotten any more episode after this. This should have been the end. Yeah. It is not. Um, but it just leaves now this big fucking cliffhanger because again, we don't know what they discussed in their in the meeting with with Martha and and Dr. Bryce. So no. is is she gonna tell Lex what she knows? Is because she does mention like there's sure a lot about the Kents in here and and Lex, you know, says to her, Well, yeah, don't you think they're a very interesting kind yeah, of family? He says, and, like they're a very interesting family. Don't you think? And like, she doesn't respond. Like we cut away from the scene with her looking back at him and like looking like she's about to respond. Yeah. Yeah. So like now we're going to be left with that whole, like, did she tell him something? I'm I'm sure we're going to figure it out in the coming episodes. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to come to light, but it leaves you with that really good comeback from our cliffhanger. It's like the writers knew that a story was absolute dog shit. And they were like, so we got to make something very intriguing in the mm-hmm. B story. The B story is what would have me come back for the next episode in yeah. this one. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, like the very last scene is just, it, it is so paint by numbers, Lana showing up at the fucking uh, yeah. loft and like a scene that has fucking no content whatsoever it's just them doing no. the fucking thing that they always do no it's essentially like it ties it just ties up the episode it does. It, if you want if you want to look at it in that sense it's the tying up ep- scene because yeah you know we we cut back to when chloe said just like old times right well we haven't had a barn scene with lana and clark's for a while so now it is just like old times we have to have this fucking scene um the og ender as i like to call it and uh you know again clark is testing the waters here with lana and just kind of says like what you know what would you have done if you found out cyrus actually was an alien like how would you feel and even though Lana does say, like, I would try to keep an open mind, she does admit it would freak her out a little bit. And she asks, you know, does that make me a bad person? And Clark says, no, it just makes you very honest. And then the NBC shooting star comes by. The more you know. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, well, it's all weird because Clark is asking this in the sense of, like, if it was Cyrus, how would you feel? And he can't, yeah. he can't really take it as this is the same way Lana would feel if he were the alien. Like, but he yeah. can't ask that question. But he, the no. way he takes her answer is like, well, I guess she would freak out if it was me too. Well, he's a teenager. He's stupid. So, you know. Yeah, dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah, dumb as hell. All yeah. teenagers are. It's just the way of the world. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, like, he's need- just like, don't be silly. That's just a shooting star, not an alien spaceship. Because yeah. she makes and, that comment. Yeah, she says, oh, look, it could be, you know, it could be an alien. And yeah, Clark, he, he and I liked, this is the only part of the scene that I liked. Because like, yeah, it's Lana 
trying to give in still to the alien prospect and Clark having learned what he learned about Cyrus, you know, being a little bit more jaded now is just being very realistic. And he's like, it's a shooting star, Alana. Like, don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> end, end episode. Yes. Cut to credits after a couple seconds of watching them stare off in the distance. And, um, and that's the episode. That's it. Yeah. In a nutshell. And honestly, like I, uh, it's hard to not, take what just came before this into account when judging this episode, even though you should try to judge every episode on its own merits. This is the worst episode of season two. Okay. All right. For me, I, I, Uh I did not like this episode other than the whole thing where like Lex convinces Bryce to move into the mansion and then creates a problem for himself where he has to now be more open with her than he probably likes to. Yes. And yeah. that scene with the room being the the cornerstone of the episode for me. Like, there's just, there's not a lot else that I liked. Yeah. And yeah, me, I, it just, it's bad. So how out of how oh well, how are we gonna rate this shit? Out of um five Fallout Four transmission towers, what are you gonna give this? Uh, I'm gonna give it a uh, one and a half. All right, yeah, okay, one and a half. Um, I am roughly uh in the same boat. I really thought the writing for the A story was super sloppy. Yeah. Um we didn't get much like we got a little bit with Clark, like his want of, of wanting another Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to be true. And I did get that off of him. Like I felt that for him. Um, but it wasn't enough. Like Tom Welling was not enough to save that story. And he pretty much carried the whole fucking thing. Like, he, you know, no one else grew. There was no development. There was really nothing else. And you're absolutely right. The B story 100% carried this episode and yeah, could have been the B story almost the entire time. They could have expanded a bit more on it and maybe had toned down the Cyrus part a little bit more. Um, yeah. So, so for that, I think same thing, one and yeah. a half, one and a half towers out of five. Cause it just, they didn't, they didn't show up for this episode this week, unfortunately. Yeah. And neither did we apparently, cause we got through that in an hour. Yeah, really quick. Um, I'm kind of proud of us. Before we go into the um, into like the, the the rest of the end of the episode, I yes. really, really, really badly have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, god damn it! Okay, fine. I'm gonna do that right now. It'll leave me here okay. on my own. Entertain right. the masses. Go. Uh, I think is it my turn to look up for the synopsis? Uh, it is. So actually, I'll do some socials while you pee. Okay. Or poop, whatever you're doing. Ah, uh, it's pee. Okay, All I'm right. peeing everyone. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while Paul goes and does his business, um, I guess I'll do the uh, the socials. I hope I do it right. Um, so if you like the episode and you like listening to us shoot shit and talk jokes and be silly little bitches, um, you can follow us on some social medias. Uh, I believe Twitter is still a thing. So if that is the case, you can follow us on Twitter at Save Us Pod. You can also email us at saveuspod at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail on the Anchor system. 
uh, Paul had told me last week it was not working very well. Um, so if you're having issues with leaving us a voicemail, feel free to drop us an email. We like emails. I like to read sometimes. Um, what else? You can follow us individually. You can follow Paul at OzLuap, O-Z-L-U-A-P. You can follow me at GamerMomCA, and you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and also YouTube. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that about covers it. Let me see. Let me double check. Hang on. I have it uh, written down rough little scripty here somewhere in my junk. I think that's it. That's all you can follow us on. Other than that. Uh, oh, also, I will, uh, again, continue to hype up what we've got going on starting uh, in 2023. Uh, and Numero Uno is going to be our Discord. So please watch out for that. The Discord is coming. Uh, we're going to have a really great time on the Discord. And hopefully 2023 will be bringing you a lot more stuff, a lot more content. Yeah. So Yeah, it'll be, yeah. It, like I think basically the way the the season is going to end is it will be pretty close to the beginning of 2023 when we enter season three. Yeah. And that's when a lot of all that stuff is going to start. Like um, yeah. the way the, the medium in which we record too is interesting because we can actually allow people to come into our pre-show, which will be something that we'll, we're going to work on behind the scenes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, we're, we're hoping to grow this. We'd love to grow it. I mean, really, we should just be talking about wanting to grow like the brand, essentially, of our podcast, you know, yeah. slowly starting with the sh with this show, the Smallville, uh, Somebody Save Us. But it'd be great to branch off into other directions as well. But but we yeah. need you. We need people like you. Yes. <laughs> To sign up for the military. No, just joke. <laughs> just sign up for our just sign up for you know our Discord and Patreon when it finally comes. Just sign up for that. That's all yes. we ask. Yeah. Don't lay down your life for us. No, do not. Do not do that. No. no. <laughs> um, uh, okay, Paul, I think I made it through the socials. So if you've got the next episode up, why don't you why don't you tell us what we're gonna be going through next I week? I do. We will we will be um so that's the thing is I remember last week, I think this is the confusing thing about like because I always bring this up just to make sure I have them in the correct order because oh, yeah. if you're watching, if people are watching this show on Amazon, it's very likely that you may have actually watched the episode that we watched or that is next week before the one that we just covered because they were out of order. I think. Yeah. And so here's the thing. So they were out of order last week when I was giving the synopsis and then I kind of had to correct myself. Yeah. Um, but this week they're in order. So Amazon, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why Jeff Bezos is worth all this money and can't get his app to work properly. But, you know, make sure just make sure you're looking at the air aired date on Amazon. Yeah. 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 And actually, there was actually a kind of a big jump from air date, like Rosetta um, aired in February and Visitor uh, aired in April. Was this writer strike time though? I don't think it was writer strike. I think it was just, it's just the, the natural course of like a mm. show coming back from its like spring break. Post, it's spring break. Right. Yeah. 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 True. True. So, but yeah, the very, oh. our next episode is episode 19 of season two precipice. Clark is arrested and his family faces a civil lawsuit after the teen uh, defends Lana by hurling an unruly college student into the hood of an oncoming police car. Elsewhere, uh -oh. 
Helen's former boyfriend arrives in Smallville and causes trouble for Lex by filing a false assault charge against him. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And I don't know if you noticed that the uh, the screenshot is like this surly looking lady. Yes, she looks uh, familiar. She, uh, before we like even get uh, just, she's the new sheriff. Oh. And she is a real hardcore bitch. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Clark is going to have some trouble with her. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. She she reminds me. So right now, uh, Ron and I are watching uh, Resident Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the show with Alan Tudyk in it. Okay, yeah. And uh, she looks... Just from this tiny thumbnail, I'm sure when I get a better look, she'll look nothing like this other lady I'm thinking of. But she looks like the like military marshal that's looking for uh, the alien in the show. Could be. Uh, so that's who she. It may be. Uh, I highly doubt it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she she looks familiar. So I'll I'll be looking up uh, her previous acting uh, for next week's episode so we can get a a better understanding of who she is as an actress. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Well, that's it then, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, this week's episode. Like I say, um, feel free to drop us a line, you know, give us a little interaction. We love it. We love it. There are, including including the next one, there are four four episodes left of this Mm. season. We're almost at the end. Almost to the end. Almost to the end of this year. And then a little beyond that, the end of season two. And 2022 can kiss my fucking ass. This year, I'm done with it. So I can't wait. Can't wait. God damn it. And on that note, Paul. Somebody save us.